Welcome to Typhoon Talks, brought to you by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong. I'm Kelly Hausjager, and I'm an analyst here at Typhoon. So today I'm joined by Sally Powell, who is the regional head of talent in the Asia Pacific and Middle East. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about millennials. So they're set to be three quarters of the global workforce by 2025, and we've already discussed them at quite a length in previous episodes. So now we're going to be talking about how organizations have been trying to figure out how to recruit and retain them and how specific sectors that perhaps struggled with their public image also try to attract millennials. So let's just dive right in. Millennials have been called tech savvy or more recently even tech dependent. From a marketing and recruitment angle, what are some of the tried and tested methods for capturing their attention both online and offline? So I think we've had to do things a little bit differently uh, for millennials. One of the things that we do recognise is millennials want their voice to be heard, not just to be told what to do. So a lot of what we do is, you know, bring your difference. What are you made of? So very catchphrases like that to really attract attention. So that might be online and offline. So it's our talent brand uh, for going out to millennials so we might use that if we're on campuses but then we'll also use it through all of our social media so Facebook or LinkedIn pages to attract their attention and interest. Right so you just said catchphrases is that something that's become more recently used in uh, recruitment? I think we've just tried to do it a bit more to differentiate ourselves so it's such a competitive market to to attract millennials into an organization and so something very short and sharp what are you made of that you know gives people something to to look up to perhaps compete with others and strive for yeah definitely so then do you find the generations framework useful for that kind of marketing we do. So we uh, we use it, I guess, across our culture anyway, because we're always looking for people who will bring a different viewpoint. Uh, but definitely for, for millennials, I think, where they they want, you know, a different framework, they want to be challenged, they want to develop, they want to learn, they want things to be new and changing and different all of the time. So to be able to, to offer that to them is important to us. Yeah. So I think you've just captured a bit in what you were saying in that millennials have been called the me, me, me generation, but then also more positively described as the purpose generation. So is this mentality then also applied to how your company would then construct the workplace culture for millennials specifically and then for all the other employees as well? So for millennials, what we find, yes, you talk a little bit about the me, me, me. So everything, you know, they want things to happen quickly. So they want promotion to happen quickly. They want the new job, to, the next job to happen quickly. Um, so there's probably a, a little less patience um, than, you know, other generations might be used to. Uh, but at the same time, there's a a different sense with millennials so we know that millennials if millennials join the organization and don't feel that the values are aligned to what we told them the values would be and aligned to their own values that more than 50 percent of them will leave yeah so that's quite an important part whereas probably previous generations it might have been more about its salary its security less about the values of the organization um, and that the research has shown that you know the values are actually more important um, than the salary. Have you also seen then a bit of a trickle-on effect from having to then more clearly establish the values and keep aligned to them? Is this also bringing greater benefits to all employees? 
I think it does because it gives you, <clears throat> rather than just being focused on one dimension, you know, people are thinking about different things. So if we're looking at different presentations, looking at what we're offering rather than just, yes, well, what will this product bring in terms of turnover, money, the millennial generation will ask us more, but what will you be doing for society? You know, what will you be changing? What good will it be doing in that market if we're doing, you know, running a business case and doing something different here? So they're different types of questions to, to what we've asked before. So that can only benefit. So then you mentioned also patience a bit. Um, I don't know if you've come across Generation Z yet in recruitment because they're quite on the young end. Yeah, less Generation Z and probably also being in the tobacco industry where yeah. we're quite, we're, yes, we recruit a little bit older. So try not to be, yes, too yeah. young. So it's more for us, it's, it's more the millennials right now. Yeah. Because we, yes, can't have anybody under 18 or oh, under 21 yeah. in different countries working in, in the tobacco industry. So right. that's why for us it's a little okay. bit older. Yeah. yeah. So then looking forward, because the Generation Z has been described as being even more impatient than millennials, (laughs) can you see even more room to grow and then having to adapt to that level of patience as well? I think there's, look, there's probably going to be adapting from both sides. Right. So for us, it's very much we've adapted things in the way that we manage and develop Um, our millennials. So what we offer in terms of a graduate uh, recruitment campaign and a graduate program for people coming in it's, it's a lot quicker than it used to be so we used to have a two-year program we completely reframed that to have a 12-month program right so the millennials can come in and then move to a management position much more quickly so that meets their needs on the other side we also recognize that to continue to progress through the organization and to get into more senior roles there's an element of experience that's needed uh, you know not just the the enthusiasm and interest and different ideas but you know the experience does come with knowing how things work having seen things happen and knowing how to respond to different things that happen and particularly in our industry where there's changes can happen every day whether it's regulation whether it's competitors so it's very fast moving and that experience is something that we also then have to work out how we balance as we continue to progress people through the organization yeah so you mentioned this more towards the beginning that um, if the values don't match up almost 50 percent of millennials leave that also create difficulties in trying to establish or give millennials enough experience so that they can actually progress look it's all about framing up the programs it's all about having communications it's all about people being able to see what's happening and know where they're going so for us we've got this new graduate program so yes it's about giving them visibility of what 12 months looks like giving them visibility of what your role will look like you know after the 12 months when you graduate from that being able to see what others are doing so progress of other people who are a year or two ahead of them where they've been able to go so being able to to give that gives you know people the kind of sense then to to stay with it uh, and to see that it's worthwhile yeah as sustainability is growing in importance especially with millennials and then the younger generations what is the tobacco sector then doing to respond and then get ahead of it as well? So sustainability is a very big one for us because obviously with declining uh, smokers uh, globally, uh, we've then now 
well gone into quite exciting for the for the industry is an exciting phase in terms of and for us for BAT it's about transforming tobacco and so there it's all new products it's a you, you know what does the company look like uh, in five years time ten years time 20 years time in terms of the products that will be on the market it's completely disrupting an industry and so there are all sorts of changes there so the sustainability for us now is is a very strong pipeline of of different products and yeah. different you different ways of working different consumers so a lot of it is unknown because it's it's all happening very new and it's very um, fast moving and so that for us gives us a, a new sustainability uh, which also then makes it easier to attract younger people who would have looked at tobacco industry previously and thought well that's a declining industry there's no future there people aren't smoking a lot of you know younger people don't have the same incidence of smoking yeah. as older generations and so why would I be attracted to that organization we also just meant talked a bit about sustainability as one of the characteristics that's described or used to describe millennials from your experience are there any characteristics that you disagree with with how millennials are described it's probably most it's probably mostly true I think it's sometimes it's portrayed as being negative and I, and I don't think it's it's negative I mean a lot of it's positive because there's a lot of new things that we can learn um, for us at the moment as well if you're going into a new industry you need new ideas we can't do things the way that we did them before and Millennials will challenge that yeah. so they'll challenge our more senior managers and older managers about the way they do things um, and that's exactly what we we to where we're going right now because we don't know from one week to the next what a product might look like whereas a cigarette has looked pretty much the same for you know hundreds of years so to have millennials there to challenge things have a different way of thinking be a lot more uh, adaptive in their likes and dislikes and and what they're you know would like to try so all of that contributes uh, to to our organization and I think also to contributing to how our managers go through that journey as well into a different way of working. Yeah I can imagine that the opportunity to be the disruptor themselves and bring new ideas must also attract quite a few millennials yes. to the industry. Yes. So then as they've been entering the workplace for about 15 plus years now have they also been quite successful in bringing, figuring out how to recruit their own generation? So they're very strong networkers, so definitely in, in that space. Um, so that's where a lot of the, the talent brand, a lot more where we do a lot more on social media now to attract because that's where you know that people are you know living so it's not you know they're all on social media everybody's very quick about responding to things following things liking so all of that becomes a very big aspect even in the recent graduate recruitment program that we've done online it was all about how we then you could boost uh, your submission uh, people were sending in videos to see if they could get a place in an internship program as well and so if you could boost followership and boost people who liked your videos. So that's all about that network and yeah. that social that is, is you know, pertinent to that generation. Yeah, and I can imagine that's across all industries as well and how they're yes. trying to recruit yeah. millennials. Yeah, all of, the, all of the industries are doing it like this. Yeah, so then millennials are quite an umbrella term around the mm -hmm. world. Uh, so are there any big differences as well culturally with the age groups that impact how you do your... Yes, there are differences in, in cultures, but there's still common themes that we see across 
across all of the the millennials so for us it's it's more about we'll do things globally with a you know yes there might be a cultural flavor to it um in particular markets but still the the themes in terms of moving quickly you know impatience yeah. you know drive to to do things you know faster than than we have done you know that sense of values corporate contribution and and social contribution are, are still there yeah i think that's one of the things i've also seen so much with doing all this research on the generations is that with each generation it seems to become more similar around the world and it becomes then more effective to use these marketing strategies. Yeah. Well, I think it does, and I think there's just so much more interaction across different markets and different countries, and people travel a lot more than they used to travel. Uh, within BAT, we move people around a lot, so people are very mobile. So we find now that millennials, they want that experience. So if they're working in one country, they want the experience of going to another country, whereas years ago that might not have happened. Not many people would have travelled around the world for their job all of yeah. the time, whereas now they have the opportunity to do that and they're very keen to do it. So they want the different experiences. Uh, we also, because you know, we bring all of our, uh, our graduates, we bring our interns who win on these programs, we take them to London, they all mix together. So nobody's working just in one country anymore. Yeah. It's much more diverse than that. Yeah. So then with the perception of the tobacco industry and the perception that it's declining, do you have any general advice for other industries such as oil and gas that are also struggling to attract millennials on what they can possibly do? They might need to disrupt their industry yeah. as well. <laughs> so we've, you know, we've probably been, been lucky in that sense that it is such a, a completely disrupting time at yeah. the moment uh, for the industry. So that's, you know, you were seen, you know, potentially could be seen as a threat, but, it, you know, it's very much an opportunity for, for everybody to, to do something different, you know, and provide different products. So I think in our industry, we're probably quite lucky to, to have that. Moving beyond the millennials a bit, mm-hmm. how has this also impacted the other generations in the workplace in terms of intergenerational cooperation and then perhaps also recruitment at different levels as well? So we need to, so from a, how we manage and develop people, uh, we've also got to work with our line managers. So, you know, working in the talent space, how do they, how do they work with millennials? You know, so how do they learn to encourage them to drive them, to develop them. So all of those things are, are important as well. So that the line managers who might be, someone might have been plotting away at a job for some time and then other people are climbing quickly through the ranks because they're doing different things. And you know, how do we keep them motivated as well? Because you need different types of people. You need the people who will be reliable and stay where they are and you need the people who will challenge and, and constantly change. Uh, and just different learning a lot of it for us is training our managers or coaching them in diversity whether it be diversity across nationalities diversity in ways of working so that you know they are constantly changing and and evolving are there some really big stumbling blocks that you've noticed across the years with the income of millennials so for us i mean we can see that you know that more than 50 percent of our our management population so people who are managing others you know are millennials now that'll be you know up to 60 percent you know by the time we get into 2020 so we can see that happening very quickly it is difficult if you've got sort of you know people who are set in a job who don't want to move we have to create opportunities for people to to move to different locations 
encourage them to try different roles. Uh, so it's about trying to create different opportunities for all of the, the different groups. Yeah. So what kind of studies do you think would be useful for the type of work that you were doing? Or perhaps studies on the financial behaviors of millennials or, as you were saying, their interaction with social media? Probably research on how they see. So I guess, yes, after a certain period of time. So at the beginning of a career or at the beginning of working, you know, it's it's interesting, it's fun. You know, once people get into, if they're 10 or 15 years down and they have a family and they have children, putting those children through education, you know, is that movement and mobility, you know, and excitement, do those still things you still, know, still resonate yeah. as much or does that change as they grow older so is it that millennial generation or is it you know once they're 15 or you know 20 years down will that change as well for them where they're bringing starting to bring up a new generation then do their values change their ways of working what they see or will that still be be the same so that would be interesting to see and then I can imagine then as well they've been interacting with the whole next batch coming yes. in uh, generation Z has been described as being more like baby boomers than any other generation that comes before. So it's going to be a bit of a interesting shift again, it you is. can imagine. So then with what you guys were doing with your recruitment, were you looking towards what other industries were doing or did you have to set your own path for how to recruit millennials a bit? So we looked at what other industries are doing because they're our competitors as well <laughs> for the talent uh, and also looking to see what are the different things that people were doing that, you know, other organisations were doing that we liked the look of, that appealed to us uh, and also the trends of millennials. So a lot of the, the sort of the gamification, things being online, things being short, things being easy to access. So I, when we looked at the recruit, we looked at all the different elements like that that were changing. So it's not about bringing people in for sitting down interviews, meeting people in suits in an office. You know, we've just launched this intern program that was all about getting together in teams, making videos, submitting those, submitting a business case. So doing something very creative. Um, and with a game element to it. So then there was, you could, you knew had to win a game. So a lot of that is, is taking those elements uh, into, the, into the recruitment. And you see a lot of the other organisations doing, doing things like that. So it's about how we can continue to up our game and, and compete. Yeah. So what are some of the more recent developments then in the competition with other industries and recruit, recruiting millennials? <clears throat> so I think, and there's also a lot, I mean, back to yeah, the comment about, you know, is money important? I mean, at some companies, yes, it will be, there's big prizes. So there can be financial prizes at the end, or there's prizes of, of working for the company and internships or prizes of going to a different country. So our prizes have been, we've had a lot of people, we've had interns, so over a hundred interns from our, our last program uh, have already been hired globally. And then the winning teams from across the regions all have an, you know, all expenses paid trip to London and go and visit, you know, our headquarters, but also have time to do some fun things in London and coming from all different markets in the world. So that's quite a, an exciting thing for them to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Just to wrap up a little bit, could we discuss what maybe the key takeaways would be about what British American Tobacco is doing to recruit millennials, what other industries can take away from it? So for us, it's about, it's about being very agile. 
So everything that we're doing from the way we're recruiting to the way that we manage and develop. So we've just launched a complete suite of new uh, talent offerings, um, including a lot of learning and development for so that we can manage and attract people to come in so that it's you can learn on your phone you can download videos you could download podcasts you could you know anything that you can learn from rather than traditional forms of training or classrooms so that millennials can see that there's that development opportunity for them and also to see that there are different ways of working so they can work in different locations they can work with a lot of different people very diverse people so get a lot of different experiences so those things are the the things that we're trying to do so that wraps up today's episode of typhoon talks thank you sally for joining us today thank you for having me it's been great so please follow us on twitter at typhoon buzz and on itunes and soundcloud at typhoon talks for more podcast episodes and also visit our website at typhoonconsulting.com for more industry points of view We hope you'll join us again next time.